Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. You know, a um, couple of reminders as we get started today. Uh, one is, thank you, Chris. Uh, one is um, our World Missions offering is, uh, is, is always this time of the year. And, and I, want, I want to ask you to pray about just what God would use you to give to our world missions. I'll tell you how that is divided in three ways. It's divided uh, to missions. 100% of it goes to missions. Uh, goes to missions here in, the, in Oklahoma uh, in uh, the Edna McMillan offering. And then part of that goes to the Annie Armstrong offering, which goes to missions all around the United States. And then uh, the, the, the largest chunk goes to Lottie Moon offering, which which goes to support our missionaries uh, directly on the field. And so I, I do hope and pray that you participate in those. And, and, uh, and then, again, come tonight at 5 o'clock. It's going to be a great time tonight. And so I do hope that you come tonight. And uh, uh, Jennifer, that's a good woohoo. Good job right there. That's good. Uh, I can't get that high. I'm not going to try. Uh, but, um, you know, when, when I – one of the most amazing – opportunities that we have as human beings is to seek the Lord. Now, now Jeremiah 29, that's a famous verse. You might know that verse, that, you know, that famous verse, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And and then if you read on in Jeremiah 29, uh, it says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So, 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 and it's not just an Old Testament concept. Matthew 6, 33 talks about seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as as well. Now, this is not a health, wealth, and prosperity, like, oh, you're going to have all kinds of prosperity if you follow Jesus. No, we, we know that when we follow Jesus, often it's difficult. John sixteen thirty three. Jesus said, I've told you these things, that in me, me you may have peace. In the world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. But, but I want us to consider the blessing of you and I as human beings getting to seek the king of all kings and then find the king of all kings. Now, I think when we get to heaven and we see the Lord in his glory, we'll we'll be like, whoa, whoa, that's a big deal. And and now, now one of the, in my life, one of the greatest spiritual disciplines that have, that has just helped me so much in my life is the, is the discipline of memorizing Scripture. Because I have found that, that it's, it's incredible power in your life when you meditate on the Word of God and memorize the Bible. Because it, it gives me confidence in difficult circumstances. God uses it to give me uh, uh, peace and strength, victory over temptation. Memorizing the Word of God is an important discipline, but it's a hard discipline. Do you realize that, that now that we have Google, we don't memorize as much anymore? Like, I'm serious. Now that we have iPhones, where, you, like, how many of you can, you, you know all the numbers of, the phone numbers of your family members? You actually know the actual number, you can type it. Most of us are like, I remember a few. I know Robin's, I don't know my kids' numbers. What, I, what do I do? I just look at my phone and push their picture. 
and it pops up, you know? We used to have to memorize numbers and phone numbers. And, 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 and you know what? One of the things that with our modern technology, it's interesting, we're losing the discipline of memorization. But, but I want to challenge us to not lose that when it comes to the Word of God. Because there's incredible power in knowing the Word of God and being able to meditate on the Word of God. And it's this reason that, that, that often we try to push all of us to memorize a scripture. Now, there's a passage that, that I want to continue to challenge you to memorize before the end of the year. It's Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. Um, so let's practice it today. Would you stand with me and turn to Isaiah 9, 6 and 7? It's going to be on the screen. Uh, I think the right version is going to be on, on the screen. We're going to do this. I, I, I messed up a, a, a last week. I heard Misael uh, mention uh, last week that I appreciate your prayers because I needed it. I preached in Spanish last week and I actually needed it. So uh, it was a good C plus with my Spanish last week. So it was all right. Um, but let's, let's come back to this incredible passage of Isaiah 9. Because the Lord moved Isaiah to write this 750 years before Jesus came. And he reminds us that Jesus is the, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So, so remember, when we memorize, let's do the reference and then the verse and then the reference. Ready? Let's, let's, let's do it together. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. For to us a child is born... To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it, with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. May be seated. Now, now this verse is so, so powerful because what it does, it puts the coming of Christ into um, an eternal perspective. Because it talks about that, that uh, his kingdom will have no end. You know, the zeal of the Lord is going to do this, that everything rests on the shoulders of Christ. And, 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 and Isaiah, 750 years, puts this, draws this eternal perspective for us about the coming of Christ. And, and, and we need this eternal perspective. Because when, when I think about the eternal perspective of Christ coming to the earth, it, it, it gives us confidence in doubts. It does for me. It, it helps me have confidence in spite of my sometimes doubts. It gives me hope in the midst of chaos. It, it gives me peace in the midst of trouble. And then this is the, this eternal perspective of Christ coming and, 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 and what he's doing, he's fulfilling an eternal plan. And that's very important for us. Now, we looked at this, the first message in our Lord Remind Me series, and we have a humble prayer here that, that simply, uh, that we are reminded that Christmas is about Christ. 
in the midst of all the noise, in the midst of all the, the, the chatter of Christmas and Christmas movies and, and Christmas traditions that don't point to Christ, we need to remember that, that really the point of Christmas is that Christ came to the earth. And, and you know, we, we, spent, we, we looked at this eternal perspective, but then last week, Misael helped us here uh, turn our face to this earthly angle to Christ's coming, which was this moment where the, the, the shepherd, the silence was broken when the shepherds were out in the field. And, and this morning, we're going to continue to look at this earthly angle of Christ coming to the earth. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 2. Because though we're practicing that memorization, what I want to study is this Matthew 2 account where, where the wise men came. And what did they come to do? They came seeking the Lord. And, and they set an example for us because just like when you seek the Lord, you'll find the Lord. And this is why I pray that, that we are a church that's faithful in our families, in our community, in, in, our, in our world that we live in, that we, we remind one another that the point of Christmas is Christ coming. It's so very important. And, and you know, in, in Matthew 2, you see the, the wise man. They call him the magi. And, 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 and it's interesting to rub shoulders with these guys. Um, you, you know, what do they do? We, we just sang that song about, about the, the stars uh, proclaim worship, right? And that, that's a little bit of a hard song to sing and memorize because it's so wordy. But I love that song because it, it makes us do some work about, about thinking about the stars in the sky. And how many times have we looked up in the sky on a, on a clear night and thought, whoa, wow, I feel so small and God is so big. And, and, and when you, you look at Matthew chapter 2, you see these wise men who studied the stars, they studied these ancient revelations, and, and, and it's interesting because they came bearing gifts, and they, they, they have this, these, they, were, they were very wealthy, very influential leaders. They, they, it wasn't just three of them that came. They probably had a whole caravan with them, and, and they, it was quite a sight with them coming in to, 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 to seek after Jesus, and Herod noticed it. And, and, and it's interesting as you look at these, these like royal figures, they come and they have this, this incredible posture of humility. And they come and they bow to the king that's in a manger. Look at, look at verse 1 as you look at Matthew chapter 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now, let's think about this from a, let's get our timeline in our head. These, these wise men are from, from the east and, and uh, they've traveled a long ways. And, and, if, and if you study your Bible closely, it's likely that Jesus is, at this point, this isn't like uh, right after the shepherds. They didn't like give the shepherds high five as they were walking out and coming in. It wasn't like, like that. It was likely Jesus was about two at this time. Uh, so some time had passed. And, and, and you know, it's possible, and we don't, we don't really know, but, but it's possible that the star that they saw was the glory of the Lord when the angels showed up. We don't know. There's a lot of debate about this star. Some, uh, you know, 
humanity, we always try to put an, uh, um, an explainable spin on the works of God, don't we? So some people say, oh, maybe it was a comet, and, and all these people have gone back to astrology. Uh, how do you say that word? Astrological? Is that a word? I don't know if that's a word or not. They looked at people that studied that stuff, and, and they, they, they can't find a comet that went through about that time. There's no record of that. And some say it might have been some kind of planetary um, conjunction where uh, like Jupiter and Saturn and uh, Pisces, they, th- there, there was an event that took place around 7 BC that, that shows that many of these planets were kind of aligning. A and some people will point to that. Some say, say it may be a nova or a supernova, which is this kind of explosion uh, and that could last for months. Um, but, but, you know, we, we always try to put this earthly spin on the scriptures. And, but, but you know what I think? I just think it was a work of God. I think God just did something unique. Look, I, uh, God is the master of this whole place. And if God can, I, I really don't have a problem with God, the creator of everything, coming in and doing something supernatural right? That, that's why I, I really don't have a problem with the virgin birth. I have people go, how do you explain that? Well, you can't. You know, you can't. How do you explain the Trinity? Ah, you can't. That's why we worship him. We're not God. That's a good point for today. I want you to remember. There is a God and we ain't it. We, we, we are not him. So all you English teachers, sorry. Is that I think that's not right. But, um, but, but regardless of the details, here's one thing that we know, and there's a point that I think is important to just recognize. The skies announced Christ entered the world. So, so, the, so God uh, wrote this story in the skies. To me, I think it's really cool. The, the, the Magi were probably a group of and this is, I think, significant, they were a group of Gentile scholars or maybe astrologers. And, and we don't know a lot about them. Um, uh, you know, magi kind of connects the word with magic, and, and it's possible they were astrologers. And now this doesn't uh, give a license to go consult your horoscope. Folks, that's not a good idea. Okay, uh, th- those those things are not from the Lord, and 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 this magi here doesn't give us a oh well see that's okay I ought to check out my horoscope I just don't think that's helpful for you uh, and I I would discourage you from that but but one thing that we know is that God provided this physical sign to the world and you know what's important about that why that's very important it puts the coming of Christ at a moment in history this is a big deal. The fact that the coming of Christ, this, this, this announcement of the angels, this, uh, the wise men, there, there were lots of things coming together that were pointing to the fact that Christ actually came at a point in history. See, here's the thing. We live in a world that puts the, the coming of Christ like uh, Frosty the Snowman. But it's, it's not like Frosty the Man. It's not a... Uh, a a made-up tale. The coming of Christ comes at a point in history, in human history. It's like your birthday, right? You had a birthday. You know how I know? I I don't have to see your birth certificate. 
to know you had a birthday. I'm looking at your face. You were born. And there was a moment in history that Christ came. And, 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 and you know, yesterday, oh, this weekend, this weekend, I, I saw a friend. And, and I, I've had this friend in my life for a while. And, and, um, and I got to share the gospel with him again. And he's not come to Christ yet. And, and, and I looked at him, and I, we, we were talking about this. And I said, I, I tried to make the case with him, and I'm close with him. I've known him a long time, and, and I, I've kind of made the case. Look, look at uh, Christ really did come, and, and and if and if he really is who he says he is, and if if the things that happened really took place, boy, it's worth some examination, right? Like if Jesus really was born of a virgin, and and, and there's all these supernatural things associated with his birth, and and look, his life. If you really look into the life of Jesus, the people that saw him said, yeah, I don't know what to do with you because you're pretty, uh, you do things that, were, that are different. And, and people that came to Jesus and looked at his life said, man, you've got to be from God. But then let's think about this. If he really rose from the dead, folks, is there any other to worship in history than Jesus? No. Because no one conquered the grave but him. And folks, I'll tell you, we, we feel this at Christmas time. My wife had a, had a concert at Owasso uh, with the choir this week, and it was beautiful. They, they did a song called Requiem, and, I, and it's so very beautiful. It's a, it's had six parts to this song. It was one of the longest songs I've ever heard. And, um, and, and, and you know what? The, the point of the song is to remember someone you've lost at Christmas time. And you know what? All of us come at Christmas and, and we have a, we, 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 there are people here this year that won't be here next year. And so when, it, when you think about the experience of rubbing shoulders with someone we've lost, let me tell you something. Jesus defeated death. He conquered the grave. And, and that's why I want to say to you, the wise men set a really, really incredible example for us because they sought the Lord. And I want to ask you, let's, let's lean into their example. Seek the Lord. Look into him. And I looked at my friend a few, uh, just a, uh, uh, not too long ago this weekend, and I said, I said look, I, I just want to ask you, investigate this. And you may be here today and you're skeptical about Christmas or you're watching online and you're skeptical about Christmas. Look, investigate this. Seek the Lord. Because here's what we know. God provided a physical sign to the world and it's fascinating. And, and notice verse 3. Look at verse 3. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. So isn't that interesting? Herod's like, man, this is a, the wise men come and go, hey, we're looking for the king of the Jews. Herod's troubled about this. But he's not the only one troubled. This is why you've got to understand that, a, that an entourage comes into Jerusalem. I mean, this is quite a group of, group of peeps coming in here. And, and they come in and they're like, who are these people? And, and they go, yeah, we're here to look for the king of the Jews. And they went to Herod to ask him. And in verse 4, look at this. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Isn't that interesting? That 
Herod is fearful of this rival king because, you know, he was a, a, he was kind of a, and I'm not going to go into the history of Herod here because he was just a, a gross punk uh, guy through history. And, 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 you know, if you really, you ought to get a Bible dictionary and look into him. He was just gross and he was a, a ruthless and was brutal. And, and he did self-proclaim the king of the Jews. And so he's troubled at this. He's like, I'm going to be the king. I'm the king. Now, um, it's interesting that it's no accident that God would call these wise men. And I think this is so interesting. These wise men, they were Gentiles. And if you study the Bible, you see the, 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 this, you hear this message that over and over again that Christ came for all people. And I think it's so very fascinating that, that God from the very, Jesus from the very beginning, these wise men, they were not Jews. And it was the, the wise men that were coming that were Gentiles that were seen as, oh, you're not of God's people. You're not worthy uh, because you're a Gentile. But it's the Gentiles that come to bring the first gifts to the Savior. And, and the biblical narrative, that's so very fascinating, and we don't have time to break that down. But, but, I, but I think it's really, really interesting. I also think it's interesting that they came from thousands of miles away seeking the Lord. And it's these Jews that Herod goes and says, hey, tell us where the Christ will be born. They are just a few miles away and they don't even go seek him. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that sad? That they're just a few miles away and they don't go. Verse 5, they knew this because this, they told Herod. They told him, verse 5, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now this is, this, this is troubling to Herod because Herod wasn't a shepherd of God's people. He wasn't even a Jew. He was an Idumean. And, 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 uh, and he wasn't shepherding God's people. He was just a ruthless leader. And, and, and he gets in. Here's what's interesting, though. They're, they're looking into Micah 5.2 right here, and they're saying, man, the prophets all point to the fact that Jesus is going to come in Nazareth. But they weren't paying attention. Let's never forget, this is very important, that God provided a prophetic sign to the world. It's, it's, it, when you look into the fact that, that is Jesus really who he says he was, you've got to connect the fact that 750 years before Jesus came, the prophets spoke that it was going to happen, and then it took place exactly like the prophets said. Okay, you, you, you study it. You look at how these prophets wrote these books, and, and, and you look into Zechariah, you look at Micah, you look at Isaiah, you look at Jeremiah, and oh my goodness, you go, wow, we got to look into this. Let me tell you something. There is a reason that we have a faith in Jesus. There's some people that look at Christians and go, oh man, you guys are just, you just have blind belief. You have belief in just uh, whatever. You, you, no, 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 there's a reason for the faith that we have. And, and hear me, you students that are going to go to college, you do not have to check your brain at the door to be a follower of Jesus. Amen. It is rational, and it makes perfect sense to be a completely wholehearted devoter, devoted follower of Christ. 
And so people have looked at me and said, ah, you're just a, you're just a foolish, blind faith person. I'm like, no, I'm really not. We, I have historical evidence. I have personal experience. And I have a future promise. And, and it's interesting, as you think about these prophecies, there, there's several prophecies. I'll, I'll give you just five of them that you can write them down if you want. They're not on the screen, I don't think. But, but you know, the prophecies that said the, the first is that a great star will rise. That's, what the, that's why the Magi were looking into this. The second was that a baby would be born in Bethlehem. This small town is the city of David, and that was the prophets had, were clear about this. The third prophecy is that the child must be a direct descendant of David. And if you look at what Matthew did in his genealogy, he points to that, that Jesus came from the line of David uh, through these gene- gene- uh, genealogical records. That was before, uh, you know, the leafs were possible. Matthew knocked it out. Uh, the, the fourth was that powerful men will travel from afar to worship him. And that's why these, these, uh, these leaders among Herod, they were like, oh, man, that's those guys. You know, you know isn't, it, isn't it strange to be... Uh, like, like right now, we are walking through a major historical event. You realize that um, 80 years from now. Um, well, let's go a little less than that because maybe most of us won't be here 80 years from now. Let's say, let's say 50 years from now. There will be some people that will, look, that will come after us that will go, you guys made it through COVID. What was that like? And we're living through history. Oftentimes, when you're living through history, you're sitting there going, you're shocked. You don't realize it. And these, these religious leaders that Herod consulted, they're, they're, they're sitting here going, scratching their head like, I, I don't know that I believe it, but we might be living through history. Herod even believed that because if you know the, the story that goes on, look at verse, uh, the, 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 the last one, the last prophecy is that the child's mother would be a virgin. And we know that that's what God spoke to Mary. But look at verse 7. Herod summoned the wise men and secretly ascertained from them what, the, what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. But, but these guys were wise men, right? They could see through this fat, dude that's gross, and you could, I'm not being mean, that's what history says, he was just fat, gross, bearded, chubby, diseased person, and I'll stop there, because I got a whole lot of data about it that you probably don't want, you can go find on your own, Um, and then you'll go, ooh, he's gross, yeah, he is. Um, After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. I don't think this is a nova or a comet, because what do it rested over the child? Hey, we serve a God that's pretty cool, that does really cool stuff in the history of the world and in our history. And I don't want you to miss is following the, the king of all kings, the master of this whole place that does cool stuff in your life, in our lives, in our church. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly, verse 10. 
with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Can you imagine that? They sought the Lord and they found him. And what they do, they're like, oh my goodness, this is what we've been seeking. We traveled thousands of miles. Here you are. They bowed down. They worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. How cool is it that God would, would warn them, even though they thought, man, that guy's gross. And, but, man, yeah, he is the, kind of the leader here. But, but they have a dream. Hey, don't go to him. So they're like, we ain't going to him. We're going to listen to what God says. And, and you know, when I think about this experience, let's, let's, kinda, let's just kind of just process here and come in for a landing this morning. Do you know that the birth of Christ reveals the struggle in every heart? When I look at this story and I look at what happened in history, that, that what you really see is the struggle of every heart. Let's think about Herod here. Let's think about these religious leaders here. You, you know, they're hostile to God, right? Do you realize that every heart is hostile to God? That I had a really significant conversation with a friend, and it was like, it was, it was significant this weekend. And I'm in my mind thinking, man, he's going to come to Christ right now. There's no way he's not going to, he's not going to, he's going to come to Christ. I'm going to lead him to Christ right now. And I said to him, hey, do you want to you come to Jesus? And it was a significant conversation. I won't go into the details, but he goes, I'm not ready yet. And I was like, really? Huh. Hmm. All right. Hey, I, I love you. You got my number, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep praying for you. And, uh, man, I'm going to keep reaching out to you. We're going to go to lunch more often. And, but, but, you know, here's the truth. Herod's heart, these religious leaders' heart, they're just hostile to God. Why? Because every heart wants to be the ruler, right? Every heart wants to rule their own life. We all have tendency to go, I want to be in charge of me. And Herod is, is so deceived because he thinks he's the king of the Jews because all he sees is this world. And this is why I pray that we see Christ at Christmas because we got to do better than seeing this world. Oh, man. And you know what I see here? That, that wise men and women submit to God's authority. And can I, I I've, had a, I've had people that look at me and say, uh, you're, just, you're, you're just on this crutch of your religious belief. No, I'm not. I need, I was born with a limp. I was born broken. I needed, I needed Jesus. And I'll tell you, when Jesus came into my life, oh my goodness, that's where power is experienced. That's where hope is found. That's where peace is discovered. 
And you see, this is why the world needs to know Jesus. This is why the world needs to hear that, look, Christmas is about when Christ came. And if you seek him, you'll find him. And I think about these, these religious leaders as they, they knew the prophecies. And, and I have a question for us. And, and, and I want you to hear this and, and receive this question that are, are you ignoring Christ? Like, like these guys were just ignoring him. They, they knew the words. They knew the prophecies. Herod said, hey, where is Jesus going to be born? And they nailed it. They, they passed the quiz. But they were just ignoring Christ. Let me ask you a second, a second question. It's kind of a scary question. This is where Herod was. And if you, if you follow Herod's life and you follow his death, you see the result of, of where this gets you. And you can go look at that on your own. Get a good Bible dictionary and look into that. But let me ask you a question. Are you opposing Christ? Man, man I... That's a scary spot to be in. He's the master of this whole place. And I don't want you to miss the joy of the wise men. And notice they, 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 they felt, they saw, oh, it says in verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they, and they fell down and worshiped him. And, and, and they, oh my goodness, I don't want you to miss the incredible opportunity that you have, the incredible joy that you have to seek the Lord. And I want you to know no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, if you seek the Lord, you'll find him. Oh my goodness, you'll find him. And I'll tell you, when you find him, there's joy there. There's hope there. There's power there. There's peace there, and, and, and there's strength there. And, and I don't want you to miss it. You and I, what, what breaks my heart is, is we recognize how, how powerful it is at Christmas. That, that, that the story points to Christ. And, and Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And I found that as I, as I started seeking the Lord, as I started you know, going after him and saying, Lord, I want to find you. I want to see you. I want to know you. I mean, I've done that this morning. Lord, I need you today. And I've already prayed that multiple times. Say, Lord, I need you in this moment. I need you for this. And, and, and I find that when, when I seek the Lord... God had been seeking me the whole time. Because guess what? The, the, the verse that we're memorizing, uh, a, a Savior has come. He's the wonderful counselor, the, the mighty God. The everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And, and what, what's amazing about the story of Christmas and, and the story of Christ is, is, that, is that He sought you first. That right now, He still is seeking you and my friend that I that I care about and I, I I love and I am praying for. Though I challenged him to seek the Lord, it's God seeking him. So the question today is not: Is Christ the Savior? That's not the question. I pray we hear today and embrace today. And and uh, the, uh, look. I think history shows, and I think God has revealed, and, and I think uh, our experiences uh, confirm 
that Christ is the Savior. Here's the question, is he your Savior? Have you come to know Christ as Savior? Oh, you got to see Christmas as more than just a fairy tale. I'll seek the Lord. My prayer for you, seek the Lord. Because you know, when you seek the Lord, you'll, you'll experience what the wise men experienced. They, they found him. And, uh, you, know why, you know, that's why our church is here. That's why we do things like the mission. And that's why, uh, you know, we're going to do things like Elevation Weekend. That's why this room was like totally just whacked out on Wednesday night because there was a circus and it was crazy. And, and why? Not just to have fun. And look, as followers of Jesus, we ought to have fun. Oh, my goodness. But, but look, God planted us here to help people seek the Lord. And God is seeking you and me, and he moves us to go proclaim the news that a Savior came. He's Christ the Lord. Do you know him? Oh, you could. You might say, well, Chris, how do I come to know him? Well, it begins with you admitting you're a sinner and you need a Savior. If you'll come to that moment in your life and then you'll turn to him, and say, Lord, I, I want to turn to, the, to your, your, your birth, your life, your death, your resurrection from the dead. I want to turn to you, and, 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 and if you will, by faith, trust him. Confess your sins. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The Bible very clearly says in John 10, 9 and 10, you will be saved. And oh my goodness, that's changed my life. You need a Savior. Is he yours? Joe's going to lead us in in an invitation. And, and, uh, you know, maybe you've come with somebody. Maybe you're online and, you know, Kelly Sanders is online right now and you could reach out online. There's There's someone there. I love that we have the technology to do that. But if you're here in this room, maybe you came with somebody that knows Jesus. Or maybe you have a friend in the room that, that, that knows Jesus. You come to us. Maybe you need to get on your knees and pray for your family gatherings. For your family that needs to know Jesus. Look, let, let's seek the Lord right now. And you can bow at your seat as Joe leads, or you can come and pray and get on your knees. Let's just not miss the blessing of being able to respond to Jesus. Would you stand where you are? Lord, would you move us now? Thank you, Father, for the hope that you have brought to us. And I pray that we would seek you like the wise men sought you. And we will just trust you with the results of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Move us now, Lord, I pray. It's in your name. In the name of Jesus who came.
speaking us. In Jesus' name, amen.